What's up, guys? My name is Mark, and you found your way to the Out of Step SLC podcast. Now, we all know Utah's a weird fucking place to live, and there's some good reasons for that. Like how the Utah state government won't allow its of-age adults to buy many bottles of liquor at their state-run facilities. Despite us having access to medicinal marijuana, it's still very hush-hush, and you almost still feel like a criminal going into a dispensary. It's almost as though the state would rather you keep taking addictive chemicals or other pharmaceuticals to manage whatever condition you have, since the state is ran by the Mormon church, and they just so happen to have a lot of money invested in big pharma. And Utahns expect you to read their minds when they're about to make a lane change, since everybody's out of blinker fluid. But what I love most about living here is the counterculture and the music scenes that I call home. I firmly believe that we have one of the hardest scenes in the country due to the overwhelming need to resist the right-wing religious culture that not only surrounds us, but stifles us as well. So guys, today I've got a little bit of a shorter episode for you. Uh, I'm going to be talking about a band from the early, early days of hardcore that had a massive impact on me in my teens Uh, fuck they even uh, let's be real they set the bar early on for hardcore and what hardcore should be all about i listen to this band still regularly even though it's been like 43 fucking years uh and fuck some of you you some of you may know who they are they're a little little band called uh minor threat So Minor Threat was a Washington, D.C.-based hardcore band, uh, best known for unintentionally bringing about the philosophy of straight edge way back in the early 80s. Ian Mackey, uh, their frontman, is on record stating as such that he did not intend. And God, he gets sick and tired of answering questions in regards to straight edge. For example, quote, I'm credited because I coined a phrase and wrote a song about it. I'm not going to spend any more energy than I already have explaining that. From the very beginning, I've tried to say that this is not my opinion. That whole thing just makes me realize I don't have any control over what people think of me. And I don't really give a fuck. I think that the idea of Straight Edge, the song that I wrote, and the way people have related to it, there's some people who have abused it. They've allowed their fundamentalism to interfere with the real message, which in my mind was that people should be allowed to live their lives the way they want to. It was just the title of a song that I wrote, but certainly never intended to start a movement, close quote. Nevertheless, as we all know, it happened. I spoke about my time in Straight Edge and what it meant to me in an earlier episode that you should go check out if you haven't already, because there's some crazy fucking shit that happened here in the 90s when Straight Edge came to Utah that I was blown away that you won't believe. (laughs) Now, I found Minor Threat pretty damn quick when I started doing research into Straight Edge. And I got my hands on their music 
pretty much just as fast thanks to the old school music sharing sites. And I fell in love with them almost immediately. There's just something so satisfying and timeless with how their music sounds. So Minor Threat consists of Ian Mackey on vocals, Jeff Nelson on drums, Brian Baker on bass, and Lyle Preslar on guitar. And they were only around for like three short years from 1980 to 1983. And they left an absolute massive impact when it came to the early days and formation of hardcore. Uh, In 1981, they had become pretty fucking popular and toured the East Coast and fuck even into the Midwest, which I was actually kind of surprised to learn because... the fucking Midwest, really? But their music and message was essentially a retaliation against the self-destructive, apathetic nature of the punk scene and challenged what it meant to rebel with songs like Bottled Violence that rages against alcohol consumption, implying that People just suddenly find courage when they're drunk and it all leads to violence because you feel like you're seven foot tall and bulletproof, which I mean, let's be real here, guys. Those those of us who drink or have drank in the past at some point on some level have experienced this to some extent, embarrassingly enough. (laughs) Another prime example is in my eyes, Uh, in my eyes is where Ian talks about the excuses people make up for their behavior. Like, think of it like, okay, you're telling me one thing, but I'm seeing a a completely different story play out here. Like, for example, Ian Barks quote, you tell me it calms your nerves. You just think it looks cool and carries on with a whole list. And it's a pretty, pretty good song really. Uh, Filler is another good one. It has anti-religious lyrics stating that it's all just filler, which I completely agree with. Humans have created hundreds of thousands of gods to explain the seemingly unexplainable. And unfortunately, when science, research, reasoning (laughs) provides an answer, those types of people just rebuke it and continue on with their imaginations. Now, last but certainly not least, of course, is Straight Edge, a 45-second beatdown of a song that denounced using drugs, consuming alcohol, using tobacco, fuck, even promiscuous sex, proudly stating, quote, I've got Straight Edge. Basically, Ian's saying that he has an edge over people for st- for staying straight, but not in that sense of the word. Straight as in think like uh, the straight and narrow, right? Now, for a kid like me who just discovered Straight Edge, listening to these songs that are performed with such a passion, a passion that really only an angry young adult could muster, it sells you on it. It really sells you on it. And it's absolutely no surprise that they fucking blew up and an entire movement got started out of this because what they stand for is unapologetically against societal and punk norms. Really, for me, it brought about an 
almost hardline mentality. And I don't mean that in a violent sense, but I held myself profoundly accountable and was extremely strict with myself and who I hung out with and who I talked to. Fuck, even what I listened to. Granted, of course, I also had the influence of, you know, several dozen other straight edge bands between (laughs) fucking Minor Threat and 2005, you know, like Armed for Battle, uh, Project X, Judge, Youth of Today, Earth Crisis, Casey Jones, you know, the list goes on and on. Minor Threat's brand of hardcore, though, is my absolute favorite from that time, hands down. I'd love to be able to have hardcore sound just like Minor Threat today. I would I would love that. The songs, I mean, fuck, they're played at a breakneck pace that actually sound amazing. Lyrics that mean something and cha- challenge your worldview with members that are socially aware and really don't give a fuck if you like it or not. I mean, I think that's something to aspire to. And clearly, I'm not alone in feeling that way, considering there's this huge straight-edge movement that's been around for 43 years. Minor Threat, to me, is just another example that you don't... You can change the world, and all you really have to do is just be yourself. Like, that's really all Ian did. You know, they formed this, this small little group, raged against society for three years... And then Minor Threat was put to rest, and they're iconic. Anybody worth their salt knows who Minor Threat is, right? And it's, to me, it's very inspirational. All right, guys, that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening, and please be sure to leave a rating and review on your way out. I really want to know what you guys think. Find me on Instagram, at OutofStepSLC, and until next time, I'll see you in the pit.